0: Hello friends, Melissa here, and welcome to the first ever episode of With I Go podcast, where we explore the question of what in the hell is going on in all sorts of areas of life, or when you've come to the end of yourself and nothing makes sense. Maybe you got married, had many wonderful years together with your partner, and ended up divorced. Maybe you took a dream job that turned into a nightmare. Or maybe you rose to the top of your career, got that corner office, only to find out that you felt empty and miserable. Maybe you dedicated your life or a portion of your life to God, only to feel abused by the church, maybe misused and completely disillusioned those are the kinds of things we're going to talk about because there is much to talk about and doesn't it feel like hell when it's happening? Uh, So it's going to be a combination of things. Um, Musings, my own thoughts on things, which is what this episode is, and also interviews, which I am super excited about. So talking to other people about moments that they've had like this, Yeah, so welcome to With I Go podcast. This first episode is called Body Not for Consumption, and it explores the concept and origin behind the design featured on my t-shirts and tote bags. So this has been an interesting year, to say the least. Uh, I think for so many of us, this last year has not made sense in a lot of ways. And Maybe if you have never had a moment where you've come to the end of yourself in life before, perhaps this pandemic brought you to the end of yourself in some way. (sighs) Yeah, I have felt very much like, oh, you just wish things could be different. Maybe we're all feeling that way. We want things to be different. We want this to end. We want more freedom. We want to see our loved ones We want some form of normalcy, and we just can't make it happen. It feels so out of control. And when you feel that sense of powerlessness, anxiousness, worry, there's so little we can do about it. And for me, that resulted in a lot of walking. (laughs) And actually, for me, it started before the pandemic. I had resigned from my position in December 2019, and I was on a health leave, which I'm sure I will talk about in a future episode. So much to explore there. But life just felt so confusing and so out of control, and I just felt like there was nothing I could do about it. And so I just began walking. And at the time, I was living in a neighborhood called Corktown, which is really close to downtown Hamilton. Really cool little neighborhood, and it's next to a section of the rail trail, um, which is a really long trail. I think it goes from Brantford to Hamilton, maybe beyond, not sure. So I was walking just a portion of it, and it was a pretty long portion. I think the route that I was taking was about three hours round trip. And it is a steady incline. So it's a path that goes from downtown Hamilton to the Mountain Brow. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, Hamilton is on Lake Ontario, and the escarpment runs right through Hamilton. The escarpment is a long ridge, like a long forested ridge or cliff, that primarily runs east, west, and I think it runs from New York through Ontario to Michigan and beyond. Um, But it essentially separates two plateaus. So there's the, there's a higher level and then there's a lower level and the escarpment is that cliff or ridge between the two. So the path that I was walking is a steady and slow incline from downtown Hamilton, situated, yeah, at the base of the escarpment, all the way up to the mountain brow, which is what people in Hamilton call the upper half, the mountain, which for anybody who's from an actually mountainous area, this is not a mountain, (laughs) but that's what we call it. It's an escarpment. So this trail is beautiful. Uh, I will try and paint a picture of it for you. Um, On the right hand side there's all kinds of trees of different varieties and logs and plants and flowers and you can see these like out juttings, is that a word? Like cliff, like pieces of rock that you can see sticking out of the side of the escarpment and yeah, it's just beautiful. It's forested. And then on the left hand side, same thing. You can see all of these different kinds of trees and plants. And there's the Bruce Trail, which is a really popular long hiking trail here in Ontario. Mm, I think it's only in Ontario. Um, That runs along it. And yeah, it's just amazing. So as you're walking up this trail, you're walking you know, in and amongst all of this forest and foliage and leaves and some flowers. And the higher up you get, the more you can actually see out over the lower city. So you can see the lower city and the houses and the, you can see the lake and you can see the waterfront and it's just beautiful. And In wintertime, it's kind of magical there's, you know, snow falling off the trees. And in some ways, it's actually kind of like you have a better view because you can see through all the trees down to the lower city. And then in springtime, kind of where we're at now, things come alive. And there's greenery and the flowers and there's some butterflies and squirrels and things start to smell amazing. And then in summer, it's just sort of in full bloom. And... Of course, in the fall, my favorite season, there's fiery reds in the trees and the leaves and bright oranges and bright yellows. And it's just, the colors are just incredible. So this is what I was walking through. This is what one walks through, this kind of magical forested, very long path that is serene and yeah. It's just a time for me to, well, put one foot in front of the other, first of all. (laughs) Just put one foot in front of the other. And it's kind of a prayer walk and a meditation walk. And I let my mind just play. And I find that there's a way in which when I head up this trail and I go for these long walks... I come back with more peace and more clarity. I have a totally different frame of mind and frame of heart, frame of heart, (laughs) Um, and a different energy. I just feel a sort of peacefulness and calm in my soul. I've often said that the things that I walk out with, whatever worries I'm carrying, whatever fears I'm carrying, whatever I walk out with, I don't seem to walk back with, and I just find the art of walking so helpful. But I was noticing as I was walking that I would have these little moments on the trail which kind of caught me by surprise. I would be walking along the trail, loving life, life. Or at least wrestling with life (laughs) and somebody would come towards me I would kind of be like in my own world you know sometimes I stare at the treetops or um yeah just you know in another world like with my thoughts or whatever and then all of a sudden I would become aware suddenly that somebody else was on the trail with me which is not uncommon other people are walking the trail running the trail In the wintertime, some people even cross-country ski up the sides of the trails, Uh, but I was noticing that when, you know, another human was heading towards me, I would actually get wobbly knees, which was surprising to me, and in my case, this happened most often when a man was heading towards me, but I don't think that's... Uh, The only time it happens, I'm sure these kinds of things happen to men and women all the same. But yeah, I would just notice that when somebody was coming towards me, I would have this like momentary and visceral reaction to it, which was, again, something outside of my control. Our bodies respond before our brains can catch up with it. And I just sort of was like, huh. Huh that's interesting. Uh, And at the time, I was encouraged to pay attention to my body, which is not something I had ever really done. Not something I was good at, didn't really know how to do, took me a long time to do. Uh, But apparently, this is incredibly important, or so my therapist said. So I was working on that. I was practicing that, paying attention to my body. And as I was doing that, I noticed I would go from a, you know, perfectly steady, wonderful stride, walking, and then all of a sudden snapped into my body and noticed my body was kind of quivering and shaking. And I thought, wow, huh, I wonder what's going on there. And I just kind of filed it under interesting, and I just paid attention to it for a long time. And the more I walked this trail, I probably walked this trail a couple of times a week for many weeks, uh, months actually, years actually. I just kept noticing, I just kept paying attention. And kind of out of nowhere, this phrase came to me, body not for consumption. And I don't really know where it came from, but it just popped into my mind one day. And it gave me a sense of um, strength, a sense of groundedness, a sense of presence in a way. I had these moments, those wobbly knees, shaky leg moments where I just realized that I was more aware of how my body was being... Consumed or perceived by another person than how I felt in my own body. And those moments didn't feel particularly good. I don't know if you've ever had moments like that. Maybe you're pumping gas and you're all by yourself and you're whistling a tune, and all of a sudden you look over and somebody's looking at you, and you're like, you hold your breath a little bit, maybe your stomach kind of flips, and you're like, okay. I'm just aware, you know, when I dress myself in the morning, I'm just aware of how my body looks or how it will look to other people. When I step out of the house, I'm aware of those things. And maybe for some of us, that actually prevents us from doing some things because we're so aware of how our body is going to be looked at or perceived or consumed that it, you know, we don't kind of, we're not up for that. It takes a lot of energy to prepare yourself for that. It takes some armor, putting on some armor. Um, I think there's a Macklemore song where it says something about the best trick that the devil ever did was convincing women that they looked better in their makeup (laughs) or something like that. But there's a way in which we have to arm ourselves and kind of like project the most confidence we can because we're just so aware that our bodies are going to be perceived. They're going to be consumed by other people. Um, I think this is especially true for women, perhaps, because we're taught often over and over again in our culture and society that we are only as valuable as our bodies, that how we look is the most important indicator of how valuable we are. And I think we treat our bodies as commodities, as something to be consumed. And, you know, our bodies are made to consume. It's kind of vitally important. (laughs) We need food and water. But what we consume is really important. And I think consuming other people's bodies in the way that we do is not great. So, yeah, I think that was what was going on for me in those moments. And also for me, I've personally been in situations that are physically dangerous, unsafe, and that fear, I'm sure, was lodged in my body somewhere and was being expressed in those moments as well. So that's kind of what this whole phrase is about. It it was... Catching myself in those moments and saying this phrase to myself, so sometimes it would just be a thought, I would repeat that phrase just in my thoughts, and sometimes I would actually whisper it to myself in those moments where I had that sense of self-awareness, but kind of more like self-consciousness or fear or insecurity, and I noticed that the more I would repeat that back to myself, the more I would come back home to myself, I would feel more grounded, more peaceful, more safe, more aware of how I was feeling in my own body or enjoying my own body than how it looked to anybody else or how it should look to anybody else. And from everything I know about neuroscience, (laughs) which isn't a whole lot, but our brain our brains, our brains um, can change. We can actually rewire them. Uh, neuroplasticity. And from what I know about therapy as well, there's a particular kind of therapy called behavioral activation therapy and it's based on the idea that your behaviors can change your feelings. And I think a lot of times we wait for our feelings to change, to behave differently. And this flips that on its head. So rather than waiting to behave differently, to do things differently based on how you feel, you actually just start to behave differently and then your feelings change. And so in this case, the behaving differently was even just that, that thought or repeating it quietly to myself. Body and I just started to feel differently. And so I thought, I think I'm going to paint something about that. (laughs) And then I ended up carving something instead. So what I made was a lino cut, which is a piece of linoleum. You take a piece of soft linoleum and some carving tools. So mine are wood carving tools, but you can, there's actually special ones specific to linoleum, lino cutting tools, (laughs) and uh, you just carve your design into the linoleum and you actually carve it backwards because when you print it, you have to print it forwards. So I started with the phrase and then it just kind of evolved into this carving featuring some leaves and... Some birds, because that's what I was surrounded by on the trail, yeah, maybe I'll do a future episode on birds too, because they're amazing, but along the trail, uh I think because of the wind currents that go up and up the escarpment, birds love to soar all around the escarpment, which is so cool to watch, and there's a way in which just watching these birds in all of their magnificence and non-worriedness. I feel like birds don't worry about where they will get their next meal or where their career is heading or any of that they just have this sense of freedom and that sense of freedom from expectation and from you know concern and insecurity and and self-consciousness all of those things that sense of freedom just seemed so represented in these birds and they're also just at least some of them are just giant. These are giant birds and they're so cool to watch. I think I think the one that features on the like center part of the design is a turkey vulture. Not entirely sure, but it has like finger-like feathers at the end of its wings and it's just so cool to watch and I have watched those birds soar for hours. I just it's one of my favorite things. I'll go from downtown Hamilton up to the Mountain Brow and just, there's all kinds of benches that are lining the escarpment at the top. So you can sit down on a bench and overlook the city. You can see the lake um, and these birds are just soaring and hovering. And I often sit there just taking it all in, staring at the sky. Sometimes I'll do a, oftentimes actually, I'll do a prayer or meditation and i just feel so peaceful and inspired and centered Um, which i don't feel while stretching (laughs) so this is another moment where i repeat this phrase back to myself so oftentimes uh actually every time i walk i have been walking at that point for many kilometers and so my body needs to stretch so there's a wall Uh, Not really a wall, more like a railing that I will stretch at. And in those moments, I don't feel particularly comfortable. I don't know about you, but dressing up in my athletic wear, my spandex athletic wear, (laughs) though comfortable for movement, doesn't make me feel most... It's not the times when I want to be consumed, I guess, maybe let's put it that way and i feel self-conscious in those moments and i don't want it's not for the purpose of feeling on display to other people it's one of my least favorite feelings is being on display but i just say this phrase to myself body not for consumption and then i just feel that sense of calm i feel myself come back to myself grounded and then i just stretch and it's helpful for me Um, and similarly, when I'm walking along the top of the mountain brow, there's these air currents, you know, that I mentioned that the birds love. And I also love these air currents. It feels incredible to just like stretch your arms out to the side and let the wind waft over you, cascade over you. (laughs) I don't know what the best word is. Um, you know, just... Wind in the hair, arms completely stretched out to the side and just let the air move over your body. And I feel kind of silly in those moments. And people notice, quite honestly. But those too are moments where I just say this phrase back to myself. And then I just enjoy it. There's so much joy to be found. And it just matters so much more how... We're enjoying our bodies than how other people may be looking at them, perceiving them. Yeah. So that's what Body Not For Consumption is all about. It's a way to come home to yourself. It's a way to remember that you are more valuable than your body. Uh, and you are exactly as valuable as your body. Your body is completely valuable exactly as it is. And you are more valuable than that. And it's just a phrase that you can maybe say to yourself to snap your brain back to remembering those things when you feel so not at home or self-conscious or self-aware kind of in the worst ways or whatever. Maybe your knees shake or maybe it prevents you from doing things you would otherwise really enjoy doing. That's what this phrase is all about. Uh, And so I never really planned to print t-shirts and tote bags. That was never the goal. But the walking turned into this knowing, turned into the carving, turned into the printing, turned into a little online store. (laughs) And I've been sharing them with people already. Some people have purchased these items and it brings me so much joy to share them with you, to see the pictures of people enjoying them on Facebook and uh, Instagram and social media and all the things. I love seeing... These things connect with people. It is so much of what I care about is connecting. A lot of where the concept for this podcast came from with I Go is rooted in a sense of loneliness, um, which I will definitely explore in different ways in future episodes. But that's what brings me joy, is just making things and sharing things that perhaps can be helpful or connect with you. And I have a website called melissalynrewald.com, and I thought it would be cool to include a promo code. So uh, if you would like to purchase one of these items, you can use the promo code, all capital letters, B N F C. 25. So body not for consumption, B-N-F-C 25, and you will get 25% off your purchase. Uh, And with every purchase, you also get a poem. This poem also just kind of came out. uh, It was a way to articulate some of what I was trying to express through the carving. Um, side note. Uh, that's also what this podcast is about, is recognizing the time it takes to put something into words. It's so difficult sometimes when you know something, or maybe viscerally feel something, and yet you have a really hard time expressing it, talking about it, putting it into words. And I think it takes a lot longer than we realize or um, want it to take. And I think that's a really tender time to to just sort of pay attention to what you're starting to know, yet cannot put into words Quite yet. So, yeah, the poem is another attempt at that or another iteration of it. Ooh, one other thing. I wanted to share a little bit about the episode art with you. So, at one point, the rail trail goes underneath an overpass. And holding up the overpass are these giant concrete columns. And I've noticed that many times different kinds of art will pop up on these columns. So like really cool graffiti and colorful things. And side note, Hamilton's amazing for that. There's all kinds of nature space, like the rail trail, and there's other trails, the Bruce Trail, and... Oodles of waterfalls, by the way. I think Hamilton is the waterfall capital of the world. I'll say that with confidence. The waterfall capital of the world. There's over a hundred of them, and it's just incredibly beautiful. So there's all of this nature space. And at the same time, there's all kinds of urban street art, like graffiti and murals, and it pops up all over the city, and I love it so much. So I was walking, and I was pondering this episode, and I saw something pasted on one of the concrete columns. So I walked over to it, and as I got closer, I was like, what? It's perfect. It is a flyer, a page of a flyer that was posted, pasted, I guess, on the column, And on the side of it, it says, must have beauty. And it has a whole bunch of pictures of makeup and fragrances and scribbled across it was not for sale. And it just was so incredibly fitting. And I don't know what the original intent was. I don't know how it made its way onto this column, and I don't know what the... Artist was trying to communicate, but I couldn't help but wonder if it was some sort of commentary on the commodification of beauty. So I took a picture of it and I knew immediately that it was going to be the featured art for this episode. So I hope you enjoy. I thought it was really cool. So, for anyone who has ever felt consumed, more aware of how your body looks than how you feel in it. For anyone who has ever felt like you have done all the right things and yet life turned out so much more confusing and painful, messier than you ever thought it would. For any mom or dad who wants to teach your daughters that they are more valuable than their bodies, for any mom or dad who wants to teach your sons that they are more valuable than their bodies, I go with you. You go with me, we go together, we go with God.